Welcome to She Breeds, where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up-level and lean in to the best versions of themselves. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to She Breeds. Welcome back. How is everyone today? So, a little life update. The good old meteorologists were calling for a big snow yesterday, or yesterday they were calling for it to snow today, and they were saying, you know, three to 12 inches, huge snow fall. And so, of course, all the kids get very excited. And especially my 10 year old was super excited. So we thought we would wake up and there would be blankets of snow on the ground and we would be stuck inside all day. But instead, the temperatures didn't get low enough. So we woke up to just gross, rainy weather. I mean, it's not an awful thing because we're in the middle of a basketball, youth basketball tournament this weekend and his team is doing well and it's been really fun to watch. And so had it snowed a lot today, they were gonna have to reschedule the game the the rest of the games to next weekend and that was going to push back the championship so whatever I'm you know as an adult I'm kind of like let's just stick with the schedule but I remember being a kid and going to bed hoping so badly to wake up and for there be to be beautiful snow outside but oh well it is what it is so yeah so speaking of basketball the older three kids have finished up and starting this week we move into baseball and soccer and track and i know that i am ready for spring already if we're not going to have some really pretty snowstorms and snowfalls i'm ready to just move into lovely weather a lot of sunshine a lot of vitamin d the flowers blooming hiking and so on um it's also super bowl sunday so for you chiefs and eagles fans i'm sure you're really excited um, we live in North Carolina, so we are, I mean, my boys are Panthers fans. I'm kind of like, whatever. I like the energy that surrounds any kind of sporting event, but I'm really a fan of college sports, and I like obviously watching our kids play middle school and high school sports, but I I like professional sports, but I, like, I love going, I love the energy at a professional sporting event, especially baseball um and football too but we're going to new york over spring break so we are trying to decide between going to a mets game or a nets game Uh, the yankees are not playing in town that weekend but we'll see so today i am going to continue with our february theme of love and relationships and romance and during our first episode we talked about how relationships come together and how they fall apart which is just part of life. You know, some relationships exist to help us grow and teach us lessons, not necessarily to last forever, you know? Um, But I've had plenty of relationships in my life that have fallen apart, but they definitely taught me a lot of life lessons. And they also taught me me how to be a better partner or friend in future relationships. And then in our second episode, I talked with Jesse Stone, who was a good friend of mine and also a wellness coach and a yoga instructor and a journalist. And we talked about self-love and about making the time to connect with other women and how empowering that is. And we talked about her moon circles and we talked about hiking groups. And we also talked about the importance of rest and how women are so bad at resting. We push, push, push ourselves from every direction and we very rarely take the time to just chill out and rest. 
Meanwhile, I feel like men are pretty good at relaxing and they're, they're pretty good at just chilling out. And I don't know what the problem is with the women, but um, I feel like that one of our goals in life going forward needs to be just to relax. But okay, so on today's episode, um, we are going to talk about a really fun topic, feng shui. And you know, especially we're talk we're we're going to talk about feng shuiing a bedroom. I'm not sure if feng shuiing. I don't I don't know if they want me to use it as a verb, but I am. And so I I am really affected by the energy in a room, and I'm really affected by by a space. Um, if it's like super cluttered, or if it's really bright and loud, I my energy is affected. So I know that there that feng shui is a thing. Like I know that it's not just this woo woo. I mean, it's you know it can get a bad rap just because people like it's always in kind of like woo woo movies and things like that, or people throw it around like jokingly. But I think if you really think about it, there's certainly a, an energy in a space, and a lot of that energy is affected by the way we have the space organized and by the way we have things laid out and how much clutter is in there, um, you know, etc. So the meaning of feng shui is broken down into the Chinese words of feng, which means wind, and shui, which means water. So the concept is derived from an ancient poem that talks about human life being connected to and flowing, you know, within the environment. I think that's one of the reasons we we love being in nature is because the human energy is like naturally flows with nature so there we don't have to do anything we don't have to organize nature it's already perfectly laid out and organized so that it the energy is free flowing and that we feel very relaxed in nature so so a huge a huge or philosophy of feng shui is to bring nature in is to make the inside feel a little bit like the outside so that then the energy can flow more freely um, a more practical definition is that feng shui is a practice of arranging the places or arranging the pieces in living spaces to create balance within the natural world. So the goal is to harness energy force, forces and establish harmony between an individual and their environment. So here's a very minor example. So think about your entryway, the entryway of your home. So feng shui suggests cleaning it of all clutter so it shouldn't have shoes at the door. It shouldn't have just a bunch of junk at the door. It should be an open, clean space. And if you do have something, it should be a clean, like a nice little table with clean lines and maybe like a plant. Um, you know, it should basically be, the reason it should be decluttered is because you want the energy to flow from the outside freely into the inside without a bunch of clutter blocking the flow. Um, and so for today's episode, a few other terms you'll hear me talking about and that you need to be aware of are as follows. So chi, C-H-I, um, it's pronounced some other ways if you're really trying to be authentic with the Chinese language, but most Americans pronounce it chi and it is basically just the energy of the universe. Chi flows through all living beings and connects us energetically, physically and emotionally and spiritually. And the simplest definition of chi is that it's life force. Without the flow of chi, there would be no life, you know? Um, so again, you know, we have to sometimes move out of our very narrow-minded human brains to think about some of these things, but it's almost like spirituality. Like you have to just know that it's true. Like you have to just feel that it's true. And I think we all can feel that there's a certain kind of chi. Our chi is sometimes really energized and excited. And our chi is sometimes really low. 
Um, and there are things that we can do to, to uh, harness good chi within our lives. Okay, um, so basically the art of the art science of feng shui seeks to achieve a free flow of chi in the environment. Your environment can either nourish or deplete your life force depending on the chi. I am super affected, like I said earlier, about my surroundings. Like if I go into a space, I mean, I mean, just think about it. If you if your if your house is like really really cluttered and there's boxes piled everywhere, and you can't find anything, and it's just dusty. I mean, I think you can agree that you feel constricted and irritated. I, and maybe you don't even realize that you feel that way because you never had a home that's really clean and uncluttered. But if you would even take a small space of your home and just completely clean it, you know, put some plants, make it uncluttered and very minimalistic, I think you would love it. You know, I think people use these, um, they like, they use stuff, like people use stuff to as sort of like a comfort but what that does is it just basically like clutters our chi and it provides a lot of blocks in our life to where we can't have the free flow of chi so instead of seeing clutter and holding on to things as a source of comfort think about letting it go as a way to allow more energy good energy to come into your lives so uh, two other terms I'm sure you've heard of are yin and yang and in short the ancient yin yang principle observes that in all aspects of the physical world, there is a duality. So, you know, there's feminine and masculine, there's night and day, cold, hot. If you think about every most things in life, there is a duality. So the yin aspect of yin-yang represents grounded earth energy. It's receptive, cool, dark, and tied to the moon, the oceans, and the shade. And it is associated with feminine energy. And so women are associated with yin because the menstrual cycle typically lasts 28 days, just like the moon cycle. So feminine is not necessarily like a, some sort of f womanly or feminine type of thing. It's just that feminine has to do with the moon and the dark and the shade. And our menstrual cycle corresponds with that, which I found very interesting. So some yin themes are contemplation contraction, softness, stillness, and quiet. In contrast, the yang aspect of yin-yang represents the sun. It's light, expansive, and somewhat reckless at times, and it's associated with masculine energy. And some yang themes are action, expansion, growth, heat, and movement. And the goal is for us to have both masculine and feminine energy in our lives. It's to have both yin and yang aspects to everything that we do. So yin-yang theory is highly represented in feng shui. Um, far more than a home decorating scheme, feng shui translate the wind water with wind representing yang and water representing yin. So when the elements of yin and yang are in balance, in your environment, there's a good flow of chi that promotes health, wellness, and longevity. But when the yin-yang is out of balance, your surroundings can feel really stale and uninspiring. So in a minute, we're gonna talk about the feng shui of our bedrooms. And as we're thinking about this, I want you to think about how we're trying to find a balance between yin and yang. So 
Um, you know, there are specific principles for every room in a home, but like I said, today we're going to talk about the all-important boudoir because most of us want to nurture the romantic relationships we already have in our lives, romantic relationship, or we want to create the type of energy flow that would bring in a new love. All right, so feng shui principles, they can get super complicated and elaborate. You can start talking about all kinds of energies flowing in and out and get really in the weeds with this. So since I'm kind of a newbie myself to feng shui, I am not going to get in the weeds because I feel like most people don't have a depth of knowledge and I feel like people would get bored and turned off really quickly. So in today's episode, I'm going to offer some basic feng shui principles for your bedroom. And I am going to focus on the ones that resonate with me and that I find easy to understand because I feel like when you're trying to teach people about something, if you understand it really well, it's going to come across much more clearly than if I am also confused trying to teach you. So, all right, let's get started. Okay, so one of the overarching principles of feng shui is something called the commanding position. So, like, if you're in a living room, the, the couch and the chairs are supposed to be facing the door or the entryway into the living room. You don't want the backs of the couches to be, you know, um, facing the entryway. And, you know, you think about when you go into a restaurant, a lot of people like to sit at a table, like, don't like their back to be at the door. It's just a natural, it's just an uncomfortable feeling in general. So, in your bedroom, you want the bed because your bed is the focal point, you don't want your bed situated in a way to where it's like in direct alignment with the door. And this can get really philosophical, but basically you want it against a solid wall and you want there to be free flowing space on either side of it. So you don't want it shoved up, you know, in next to the wall to where somebody has to climb in over the other person or, you know, even if you're the only person in the bedroom to make more energy flow, you want it, you want there to be space on either side. So anyway, so basically the first principle of feng shui in the bedroom is to make your bed the focal point but not only the positioning of the bed but you want it to be super comfortable you want it to be a place of reprieve you know you want your bed to be some something that beckons to you each night and so you want it to be large enough to fit the people who are sleeping in it you don't want a super tight bed where you're rolling into each other sweating uncomfortable um you want it to be you know just a nice comfy large enough bed you know, you don't want a really old mattress that doesn't feel good. You want a mattress that fits your body and that's relaxing. You want to get bedding that is soft and comfortable to your skin. You know, don't keep using sheets for 10 years to where they have those little balls that get on there when they've been washed so many times that they start fraying. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't stand that. And, you know, just it's really, you know, nice sheets aren't that much more expensive than really cheap, uncomfortable sheets. So it's kind of like toilet paper, but... Anyway, basically make your bed the focal point and make your bed really comfortable and beckoning to you. So that one, I think we probably know that that, that a lot of people probably already do that. But anyway, um, number one, the bed should be the focal point of the bedroom, of the bedroom for feng shui. And it should be comfortable, large enough, and not in direct alignment with the door. Okay, so this next one, you want to detoxify and declutter your room. So you don't want your room to your bedroom to be a place of storage. You don't want boxes piled up. You don't want things, you don't want your dresser overflowing. You know, make some other room in the house the storage place, not your bedroom. We had our dog's crate in our bedroom for a long time and finally, probably like only two weeks ago, I'm like, I can't deal with this crate in here. Because it was like it became a place where we would put stuff on top of it. If we didn't feel like 
folding laundry, then we would like pile it on top of the crate. If we had something we didn't know what to do with, we would put it on top of the crate. Not to mention the fact that because the dog was in our room all the time, there was like dust and hair and everything, which is also terrible feng shui. So we finally moved the crate and just that one thing, it made our room so much more open and I can feel the energy free flowing much, much more easily. Um, but yeah, also along with decluttering, you want to detoxify your room. So basically you don't want your room to be a place where you have those really those synthetic plugins like from Bed Bath & Beyond or Bath & Body Works. I mean, American culture is the only country that really likes that kind of really, really obtrusive synthetic scent. Okay, most countries don't, aren't even allowed to use the toxic fragrances that American manufacturers put in our cleaners and our laundry detergents and you know lotions it's it it you know it, it's just not a natural scent and so it actually blocks free-flowing energy if you're gonna have any kind of fragrance in your room which I wouldn't even call essential oils fragrance because they're not it's just a natural scent but if you use essential oils make sure that they're high quality essential oils like you don't want to go buy cheapo essential oils at Walmart because those are just synthetic fragrances as well you know you can invest in a few you know bottles of high quality oils like lavender peppermint, lemon, just a few that can go, and a, a few drops will go a long way. So for this one, the detoxifying and decluttering your room, basically clean your room really well, get all that dust and everything out of it, and essential oils are amazing for feng shui because it's bringing the outside scents into the inside. All right, um, and this one is really fun. You know, get a really fun diffuser and, you know, diffuse some some amazing essential oils. I, I feel like I've been having, a lot of people are on board with me on the essential, the essential oil wagon with me, but a lot of people, I feel like I have to debate and argue my way into their thoughts because we are so conditioned in American society to believe that stuff like Febreze and fabric softeners, that that smells good. But I swear if you make the shift over to essential oils, you will never go back to that kind of thing. Not to mention all those fragrances and synthetic toxic ingredients are terrible for our immune systems and our endocrine systems and all that kind of stuff. But, and if you don't believe me, you can look it up because I will argue night and day with people in a very nice way that how amazing essential oils for every system in the body and how awful those other toxic things. So the bedroom, do not have any of those toxic fragrances, do not have any clutter. That is a very, I think, obvious uh, step to having good feng shui in your room. All right, next, plants. I didn't even think about having plants in my bedroom. I have plants in the living room, in my office, in the kitchen, and I guess I just don't know why I didn't think about having plants in my room because up until about two months ago, I was actually really bad at taking care of plants, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it and I'm really proud of myself. And I think it's because I've moved into this whole thought about feng shui and basically having dead plants in your house is a very, very, very terrible um, feng shui faux pas. So you do not want to have sick or dead houseplants sitting around your house. That is a major energy blockage because energy that comes in knows that there's something dead in your house, the plant. So if you're going to have plants, then take care of them. And so anyway, I, the, the thing about plants in the bedroom is it's, it's a really, it's called wood energy. So it's rejuvenating and it cultivates kindness and flexibility. And since the bedroom is the place where we spend the most of our time relaxing and sleeping, um, the power of plants of plants will impact you the most in your bedroom. So it almost sounds like that if you're going to have plants anywhere, you should have them in your bedroom. But that's an easy one too. 
Okay, this one's going to really annoy some of you guys, but um, it is to not have devices and screens in your bedroom. But I think that deep down you probably know you shouldn't be doing that, but you do it anyway because it's so, it seems so relaxing to lay in your bed and watch TV at night, but it actually is not a good idea because the bedroom is a place where you want a lot of kind of like yin energy where you want to relax and be quiet and shaded. So those, you know, abrasive bright lights from a TV or a screen, the bedroom is not the place for those. And it will impact your sleep and it will impact the energy and make the energy restless. And it's just, you know, I'm sorry for those of you that love having your TVs and computers and phones in your room, but it's, it, it's a feng shui faux pas. So maybe you could take baby steps and maybe just, you know, I know we all have our phones in our room, but I don't look at mine. I don't scroll. I don't lay in my bed and scroll through my phone because I just use my bed to read. It's in my room because if there's an emergency or if I need my phone, you know, I have it in there, but I don't really utilize my phone in the bedroom. We don't have a TV in the bedroom and I'm so glad that we don't because it makes us watch TV in the living room and then go to our bedroom to sleep because when there's like these muddy lines between what the bedroom is is meant for it, it affects our chi and so I, again i think if you would just try it out it's kind of it might be kind of awkward at first if you're used to watching tv before you fall asleep but i think if you just try it out you'll see that it's it's really impactful so no devices and screens in the bedroom you guys okay next symmetry symmetry is another big thing with feng shui so you want a room to feel symmetrical and so in a bedroom a really easy way to do this is like i said earlier to make sure you can get in and out of the bed from both sides but also to make sure you have a bedside table on each side. So that adds a type of symmetry and it's also helpful so that both people, if you have two people sleeping in the bed, have a little table to put their stuff on. Um, so simply putting two bedside tables on, on, you know, on either side of the bed is a great way to offer balance and symmetry. And it also suggests maybe having a small little plant on each bedside table to, again, bring that wood energy into the bedroom okay so also you want to choose some soothing muted colors you don't want these bright abrasive colors you know like um, well this is a funny story but when we moved into this house um, there was this huge canvas of a bowl like a bowl like the animal and it was like neon colors and Matthew and I we we like symbols and signs or I mean I know I do and I think he does too especially the bull so a bull is like a sign of abundance and wealth and so it's so we moved that giant bright picture of the bull into our bedroom just because it was kind of some fun colors but it definitely is not very feng shui-ish and so it's still in there but we're gonna take it out because I'm like anything with really bright abrasive colors and images is not meant for the bedroom a bedroom is supposed to be soothing and relaxing and so none of the like super bright yellow hot pink you know bright red like all those colors I'm sorry for those of you who like those bright colors but if you're trying to go by the feng shui principles those are not the colors that you want you want relaxing earthy tones mellow tones you know soothing tones and even like candles low light bulbs things like that that offer a relaxing ambiance all right, now this one gets a little kind of, I, I like it though, because I, I get it. Even though it may sound a little woo-woo, this next one, basically you need to shut your closet doors and close all of your drawers because it, it 
it causes subconscious distractions, which you may not even realize it, but I think this is definitely true. There's something about, you know, people, I know a lot of people who have to have all the closet doors shut before they go to sleep or they want the bathroom door shut if there's, if it's a suite where there's a bathroom in there. Um, and it just, it's like an energy leakage and it's also a subconscious distraction. So close the doors, close the drawers, and you will be more relaxed. Um, there's a thing with mirrors, which I, again, it, it kind of gets into the weeds, but basically you want to limit the number of mirrors you have in your bedroom. And you definitely don't want a mirror like direct, direct side of your bed. So if your bed's against one wall, you don't want the mirror straight across from you on the other wall because that does this bouncing back of energy, which can make you restless when you're sleeping. So if you're going to have a mirror in the bedroom, make sure it's on a different wall, not, not one that when you sit up in bed, you're staring straight at yourself. So I kind of get it though, because my old bedroom had that and it was kind of weird. And now it's on a side wall. And so we don't pay it any attention and I kind of get it. So some of these feng shui principles are like, I get it. Like, I mean, they may sound on surface level kind of bizarre, but I actually, do these things and I feel better when they're done. Okay, this next one, so interesting. So the photographs in your room, the photographs in your bedroom are supposed to only be of the people sleeping in that bedroom. So basically if it, because it's supposed to be a place for love and romance and, or a place where you're trying to foster love and romance. So it's not a place for, you know, a huge family portrait or pictures of your parents. Um, it's, those pictures should be in the other living spaces, in the communal living spaces. Your bedroom should have places of the people who sleep in there. So I, we, we did some of this stuff. Um, so I moved all the photos from the, of the kids and my parent, my mom and my parents and my dad and everything and my sister out of the bedroom and we moved those into the living room and the office and the kitchen. And so now the only, the only pictures in our bedroom are of me and Matthew traveling and that kind of thing. Um, it just basically, it's like, based on feng shui it basically pulls the energy from the two people who are meant to be in that room in that room and it's instead of having the energy of all those people in your room it just focuses on the energy of the people who are trying to connect in that room so again may sound a little bizarre but i like it also another funny kind of thing which i'm so, i mean i don't know but the feng shui experts they say not to have a wedding portrait in your bedroom because it can induce too much pressure on the relationship to always be in that heightened state of blissfulness that you were early in the marriage, um, that the photos are supposed to kind of evolve with the relationship. And so kind of change up the photos, you know, make them recent photos of when you're traveling or, or we're not traveling, just recent photos. Don't always have that old wedding portrait hanging in your bedroom because I kind of get that too. Like, um, I, I can kind of see how that could be a problem if you're constantly staring at that wedding photo and it's just sort of feeling like some pressure. Anyway, so Matthew and I have actually been focusing on the feng shui of our bedroom for the last month or so. So some of the things that we've done is, oh, this this was another one to, get to, to let some energy flow. Remove everything from under your bed. Like the bed is not meant to be used as storage. Um, underneath the bed is supposed to be completely clear of anything so that the energy can just flow around the room very easy breezy. So we removed everything from under our bed and we cleaned it and it was so gross because of the dog hair because, you know, the crate had been in there. So we cleaned out under the bed. We removed the crate. We uh, put all the family photos into the living room and the other spaces. So all the photos in the bedroom are just of him and me. And uh, we already had the two bedside tables. We haven't introduced the plants yet, but I'm gonna bring some in there. We gotta remove that dang bowl because the bowl 
way too abrasive for our supposedly relaxing bedroom. Um, we, and then, yeah, so some of the things that, that we're going to do is we are going to, oh, we're also going to shift the color scheme because our color scheme, it's not awful, but it's a little, it's a little intrusive. Um, so I think we're going to shift the color scheme and we're going to be more cognizant of decluttering or bad to pile up a little pile of, I mean, I don't let laundry go too long cause there's really no space in our room to put the laundry, but I cannot stand if there's even just like a small pile of laundry or singular socks just laying around the bedroom. It's so annoying and it, I can just feel it affecting my chi. Um, but yeah, I'm excited guys. I want to hear how you, how you all work on the feng shui of your bedrooms. So these are some small things that I think would really positively impact your romantic relationships, you know? Um, so thanks for joining me and I'll keep you posted on the feng shui shifts that we're making. So after we work on the bedroom, I want to work on some of the other rooms and, um, I want to work on my office, which is pretty good. Um, one side of the office I feel like has really good feng shui and then the other side has terrible feng shui. So I want to make the whole office space feel really conducive. Okay, so see, that's another interesting thing. An office it doesn't nece isn't necessarily calling for the same types of energy. So while a bedroom needs to be relaxed and peaceful and you know sleep-inducing, an office needs to have other kind of other principles flowing through it, like you know, productivity and success and abundance. And so I haven't done as much research on the office space, but I'm going to. Um, well, I hope you all have a fantastic Sunday. And before we finish up today, I want to leave you with a quote, which is something I'm trying to do with most, if not all of my episodes. And today's quote is by Wayne Dyer. And the quote is, miracles come in moments, be ready and willing. And so I love this quote because I feel like we're all looking ahead. We're all always looking ahead to the next thing or we're regretting something that we did in the past or we're thinking about a conversation we had or we're worried about something that's about, you know, that's coming up. And so we may miss miracles that are right in front of our face because we're too busy worrying about the past or the future. So miracles come in moments, be ready and willing. And I really love that. All right, take care everyone. And I will see you on the next episode of She Breathes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. My goal is to share information and inspiration so that women feel seen, heard, and empowered. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. Lastly, if you have a topic or idea that you want to hear more about, or if you want me to expound upon a topic I've previously discussed, please let me know. Message me on any of my social media platforms or email at susanna.shetley at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.